0: It's Texas Standard Time.
1: In some places, he's considered a figure of mythical proportions, the subject of Mexican ballads. Among U.S. prosecutors, he's considered a deadly international drug kingpin who amassed a virtual army of his own south of our border, murdering rivals and destabilizing governments. But his trial begins in New York for the man known as El Chapo, amid unprecedented security... We appear to be entering both a kind of cultural moment not seen since the days of Pablo Escobar and perhaps a watershed moment as well for the U.S. war on drugs. Joining us now, Nathan Jones, assistant professor at Sam Houston State University's College of Criminal Justice and non-resident scholar in drug policy and Mexico studies at Rice University's Baker Institute. Nathan, welcome back to The Standard. Thank you for having me. Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, Chapo's role in drug trafficking, especially as it relates to Texas. A little bit of a recap, perhaps?
0: So Chapo Guzman, he goes back all the way to the days of the 1980s Guadalajara cartel. He was involved... Uh, in a shooting in the airport in Guadalajara, he was actually purported to be the target. The Tijuana cartel or the Adriano Felix organization was uh, targeting him. He narrowly escaped, but the Archbishop of Guadalajara uh, was killed in that assassination attempt. Uh, Chapo Guzman escaped down to Guatemala. He was arrested there. And he went to maximum security federal prison in Mexico. And the really interesting thing about this is he had no problem – Building his drug empire from within this prison Hmm. and by about 2001 he was able to escape and he becomes the head Well, he'd already been but he becomes the head of the Sinaloa Drug Cartel Federation, which becomes the largest drug trafficking uh, Federation in the world Um, And that's how he kind of takes on this mythical proportion.
1: Yeah, uh, you know I I know that uh, El Chapo faced indictments in lots of jurisdictions, including here Mm -hmm. in Texas as I understand So what's he doing all the way up in Brooklyn?
0: Well, there's a lot of speculation. It could be that the prosecutors thought that's where they had the best case, or it could be that's where they thought given his – that's where they thought they had the best security. Given his propensity for escape, and there's been two uh, major escapes, highly sophisticated. One, the most recent one involved uh, a maximum security prison and a mile-long tunnel and engineers that had to be sent off to Europe to learn how to tunnel and deal with water. They pro- Likely, the U.S. government thought, this is the place where we can secure him the best. That jail uh, in uh, New York, in Brooklyn, is it- – is known for being as secure as, or the conditions as being similar to like Guantanamo Bay. There have wow. actually been individuals interviewed who have been in both. So this, likely the security was, was a major factor in the decision to prosecute there.
1: But But why is the U.S. doing this and not Mexico? We're far from the epicenter of the Sinaloa cartel.
0: Uh, Well, uh, drug trafficking is an international crime. It affects the United States insofar as the drugs end up in the United States, uh, and therefore there's – because of the large consumer market here in the United States. So it really is a transnational crime. I think the Mexican government – immediately saw that after he'd escaped for the second time, that extradition was going to be the way that they were going to go uh, in terms of getting him into the United States in terms of security.
1: But has his capture and, and ultimately extradition had any effect on the organized crime landscape? Or I mean, we, we hear a lot about uh, the drug cartel still, uh, still uh, in, in power in Mexico.
0: Well, it's certainly been a disrupting factor, uh, and this is the, the thing about the kingpin strategy. It certainly disrupts these organizations. Nonetheless, the Sinaloa cartel is still considered, and, and it's better thought of as a federation of traffickers, as other scholars point out, uh, is still considered the most powerful uh, or one of the most powerful. But his uh, Chapo's uh, uh, extradition allowed... A change in the trafficking corridors, and it allowed a new cartel, the Cartel de Jalisco Nueva Generacion, to move into other areas throughout Mexico. And some consider it now the most powerful drug trafficking organization in Mexico. So there's a debate as to, to which group is the most important. And wherever it's going, it's having open warfare, open conflict with other cartels, and that's driving violence up. So uh, the effect of, of Chapo Guzman's extradition. Removal from the Mexican drug trafficking system has definitely had an effect, um, but there's a debate as to what what the nature of that effect is. Drugs are still flowing, absolutely. Uh, The cartels, uh, various drug trafficking organizations are still functioning, uh, and violence is up.
1: Nathan Jones will be following this trial. He's assistant professor at Sam Houston State's College of Criminal Justice. Professor, thanks so much. Thank you for having
0: me.